Maho Aniki Headshit Podcast Maho Aniki Headshit Podcast Maho Aniki Headshit Podcast Maho Aniki Headshit Podcast What's going on guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. Um I guess a normal episode, episode 70. Woohoo. 69. Episode nice. 70. <laughs> Joining me dare you. in this uh, episode 69 plus one are a, a, a treasure trove of beauty. Uh, the boys, Mike and Juan, the mm. the fantastic um, uh, anime uh, aficionado, uh, Brian. Hello. And here in protest. Or, uh, I don't know, he's, he's here for some reason. It's <laughs> Mark. I love you, Mark. I was promised a 69. <laughs> you know what I am right now? What? I'm but a six. Uh, uh-huh. Where's my nine? Uh, Come complete it. Uh, okay. So in this, epi- <laughs> <laughs> in this episode... In this episode, 69 plus one, we're going to be discussing the 1995 compilation or what What are they called anthologies anthology anime um, yeah. I, I guess it would be an anthology yeah yeah Memories. it is a collection of stories yes and uh it's been a little while it's been one entire episode since the boys have been here and a plethora of time uh since brian's been here uh anything new with you guys brian just surviving the rona well. that's it Mm-hmm. Surviving, jiving. Um, some guy moved in next door. Uh huh. I don't even. I didn't even see him move in. I didn't see any moving vans. I just left for work one day. I came back and he was there. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah. the guy just magically appeared but next end, to Mark. Yeah. And Oops. I was like, huh. I just introduced myself and. We're talking about stuff. Mark's, uh, he likes Mark, anime. Mark's Whoa, trying to be a good neighbor here. That's, oh, no. that's terrifying. <laughs> oh no. A, a he likes anime. It's a bad idea. It's, it's a bad yeah. sign. <laughs> He's going to ask you to come out and, and play Naruto with him. He's going to okay. be like, let me try out my Kagabushin <laughs> no jutsu on you, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> but Mark, have you ever seen My Hero Macadamia? <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen My Hero Macadamia? Yeah, have you seen it, Mark? Attack on Titan mm. on Elton. I, I know they're really obscure <laughs> animes, but have you have you heard of them? Like, there's this really old one. It's called Evangelion. I don't know. I like. I Whoa. don't know if you've heard. It's because I'm, I'm You're into gonna really freak, old stuff. Dude. dude, you you won't you won't even you don't even you know. won't believe your eyes. <laughs> you won't believe your eyes. You won't believe your eyes. Oh, are those? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Are those the the ones that are found in the deep uh the deep Netflix search? Oh yeah, on the on the deep web uh, Netflix searches. Yeah, because nobody uses Netflix anymore and stuff, so it's you know everything on there is pretty obscure. Yeah, every everything on Netflix is really obscure. You like you have to like search for it. Actually, it doesn't just pop up. It's weird. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of something obscure that you have to look up, Ryan. Yes. How'd you find this thing? Uh so. Back in 1994, not just whoa, kidding. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> nah, um, pretty old. much. I I was really into anime when I was a kid, but then I kind of dropped it off for a few years. And when 
I got back into it, which was like at the beginning of high school, I started looking up just like random anime movies because I was like, I wonder what I missed or whatever. Yeah. And that's how I found it. I'm just, um, I just found a random website listed as one of the good, a really good movie, and I looked it up. And yeah, it was pretty good. Nice. So, when you were like when you were a kid in El Salvador, still. Yeah. How popular was everything there? Like uh, to be honest, it wasn't very like I guess popular at least within the people I knew about. It was really only popular with like my brother and his circle of friends because there were a bunch of weebs. <laughs> wow, a bunch of cool <laughs> kids. If only. You know, if only somebody had tried to show this to me earlier, I feel like I yeah, would have really. Like, this would have been like, had we been shown this like earlier than just a few months ago, it would have been no, I, I just like a few this, days you know, ago, actually. Yeah, the, the the show would have been you know something that I I would have kept in my memories for yeah. a very long time. Like imagine watching this at a convention, <laughs> like with all your bros <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Fucking taking the opportunity that all your friends are sitting in one room and showing them a fantastic anime movie, but everybody's too fucking wasted and drunk to pay attention to it. It's, it's except apparently Michael, who was looking at the wall, but then he also in the corner saw a part of it. Yeah, was I really looking at the wall? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. So the, the story is basically um, what's happening right now. We went to a convention. It was it was um, during one of our conventions. We we were all drinking in the room for whatever reason. No. I mean, no. as usual. And so we were there in the middle of the night. And uh, this is all from here, from what Brian told us. So we were there in the middle of the night, and uh, Brian wanted to put on something, or everyone wanted to watch something. And so Brian decides to put uh, memories on for us because we usually bring like uh, somebody usually brings like a laptop or like USBs with like just anime and shit in there, so we can all watch movies together. It's yeah. not always anime either. Um, but Brian puts this on, and apparently the story is Supposedly. that all of us were so blackout drunk that none of us remembered anything about it. But um, I apparently somehow the a, a bit of the movie was imprinted in my memory somehow because um, I guess a year or two later after the convention, because I don't know what year it was, um, I was sitting here like uh, about a like a few weeks ago, and uh, I, I was just sitting down watching like random random videos on youtube and then i started getting recommended these like kind of nice like where they do like collages of like anime movies or whatever and then they put some like nice music behind them and shit like that and i mean it's amvs it's, it's amvs anyway and so i'm sitting down and like I, I get this one recommended to me and i had no idea what the fuck it was and i was like oh this sounds nice and i'm like watching the video and i was like this looks strangely familiar but i can't put a like my finger on where the fuck i've seen this and then, like, as the AMV continues, like, there's this one shot of the, of the, it's a very iconic scene in the movie. Um, and it's uh, this scene where the entire crew, they walk into this room, and it's just this really fancy, lovely drawn, like, amazingly drawn, like, uh, ballroom looking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember distinctly seeing this somewhere, and I'm like, where the fuck did I see this? And, like, I, I was, like, trying to figure out if we had done an episode of it before and I just forgot that we talked about it or something. So I started asking everybody, like, hey, did we do an episode on a thing called Memories? And I'm, like, asking everybody, like, where, where the fuck have I seen this? And then I, I eventually just, uh, everyone's like, no, we haven't done anything on it. So I was like, okay. And then I download the thing. I download the movie and I tell everybody else, like, our other friends later. And Brian was there. And I was like, oh, well, we're going to watch this one show called uh, Memories. I don't know if anyone's heard of it or whatever because I... 
I was like, I don't know why, but it's familiar, and I, I want to rewatch it with everybody because it looks really good. And that's when Brian started going on his rant about, about how, he how he tried showing it to it us, was, but we were yeah. all too fucking stupid and drunk to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, we were too stupid to appreciate oh. it, and he's just like, so now we're going to watch it. And I was like, I mean, yeah. Now we're <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't even like uh, people weren't paying attention. Or no, they, that's what that's why I took it off. Because people weren't being attention to it, and I got hurt. I was like, uh, I really like this movie. I think you should fucking pay attention to it. So I just uh, took it off and put like a random comedy, and uh, we started laughing. Uh, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. Well, I'm not, not remembering yeah, how you did it, Brian. Okay. I wish okay. I would have remembered hurting your feelings. We all came around to it, anyways. It's, it's yeah. Somehow we ended up back to it, and uh, yeah, I'm really glad we did because. Uh, because uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what to expect because it was one of those animes that have been on my, uh, like, want to watch list on Anime Planet for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I watched it. I'm, I'm changing it to watch now. Look at that. I'm fucking special. There we go. We wow. Did yeah. And uh, we have done it. I didn't know it was a, a little anthology type movie. Yeah, I actually thought it was just that bit until uh, I looked like a little bit further as I was as I was getting the movie, and they're like, "No, it's a, it's part of a three episode series." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and it was um, uh-huh. some of the movies are like some of the recommendations about uh, like with it are stuff like uh, Robot Carnival and uh, Neo Tokyo, which are th- two other like. Um, collage or, or anthology films that i want to watch that i still haven't watched but man i'm i'm glad uh michael went out of his way to to show this movie to <laughs> thank us thank you michael mm-hmm. yes thank You're you welcome. michael thank I, you for <laughs> finding us showing it to everybody <laughs> yes you're welcome for uh somehow the one with the weakest memory retention managed to retain a small sliver of a piece of like uh, like maybe five seconds of of the film, and you're just gonna let him let him take the credit like that, Brian? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I What's mean, up, I honestly don't know if we would have ever come upon it again. Maybe if Brian, you know, came around. Yeah, and, maybe if we weren't forgave drunk. us for for shitting on it the first time. Uh, we would have eventually watched it, but it might have been years later that I had ever seen anything. He, he was tra- He was too traumatized to even bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really stream anime either, so it's like... Yeah, it was just such uh, a strange thing, because, like, it was so weird that, like... I Because I, I saw it, and I'm, like, just like, where the fuck did I get this from? And then when Brian tells us the story, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that makes sense, yeah. Alright, so, so I have... Yeah, yeah the Memories was a three-part series. Um, all of them were done in different art styles, too. Completely I, I believe different just by in their entirely different teams. Yeah. All three of which, though, had an extremely high budget. Uh, um, unfortunately. The I production mean, value thankfully, of the show was amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I attribute that to... Um, I'm Madhouse sure most people, being fucking crazy? Yeah, like, m- most people uh, that have any sort of, like, you know, vague knowledge of, uh, like, anime, the anime industry back then was that... The 90s was, like, the year of excess, um, both for the U.S. and Japan, evidently. Yeah. And so, like, they mm. had this, like, really big, like, boom in the animation industry. And so they were just shitting out, like, uh, like you know, stuff. Ooh, like, they were, they, were, they were willing to fund fucking anything. They're like, yeah, you, you take that big-ass check. Yeah. You you know what? You're, you're going to do what? I don't care. Sounds great. As long as it sells, I'm giving you all these monies. You add as many zeros as you need, baby. 
Yeah, so they were they were like mm. they, they and it were was just beautiful. bankrolling everything. And it was beautiful. Like um Nuni so brought beautiful. it up uh specifically. So uh I don't know, do you wanna like talk about the I guess the brief story of, of the first uh, episode of Memories? I forgot the name of it. What was it again? Um Static Rose? Magnetic Rose. Magnetic, magnetic Rose. Rose. Yeah, magnetic Which Rose. Which is uh uh oh yeah. Just in case you've never heard anything uh before. Oh. Spoilers from this point forward. Yes. Oh yeah. Magnetic Rose. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I didn't know what to expect at all. I just started watching it with everybody else. And then it started, <laughs> it started as a space opera in, uh, yeah. in the most literal Quite way. literally. Yeah. <laughs> They're floating in space and everybody hears opera music. Yeah. And they, they find that they, they go to distress signal, like, uh, you know, various other shows and movies have done before. And then they, they, they come across this fucking dilapidated ship that they assume somebody's still inside of. And of course, um, what, what, what's that Mexican name? Uh, uh Miguel. Miguel. Miguel, there was the, Miguel. Wait, I'll, I'll assume he's Brazilian. Uh, that, that, no that Brazilian's name is Miguel. <laughs> uh, only because yes. it, it connects to something I'm going to put out later, I guess. Oh, okay. But, uh, Miguel and uh, mm-hmm. fucking cool guy, uh, <laughs> this family man, go and search the ship, see what's up, and turns out the ship is haunted. And then just the the magnificent animation and different like uh, techniques that they use um, yeah, in this like, entire thing is just kind of really pretty. Yeah, like the... It used different techniques within the within the show itself. So like they had their own like base art style that they use, but then they had this like layering thing to it. That was fucking beautiful. And I believe you brought up the fact that it was like a thing that Disney was like that was like their trademark sort of thing. Yeah, back and in somehow, the mm, somehow they okay. were somehow they were able to do it. And it, it's like a layering technique that they use where like it's it's basically it looks like green screen on top of animation, and it looked fucking beautiful. Um, yeah. with, scene, with a dash of CGI. Too. Yeah, with, well, but it's so well blended that it, like it, it looks so good. Yeah, it never and, takes you out of it. Really. Yeah, yeah, and like because they're in the beginning of the scene, Miguel and the main character they they start you know go inching forward into this giant fucking ship, and um, they enter the the main hallway, which is the scene that I had remembered from uh, like you know that one drunken night. And so they enter this room, and it's fucking beautiful. Like they they spent so much time and effort doing this like the backgrounds and everything and there's a scene where miguel he turns um after seeing this like weird angel shaped like butler robot uh like skitter off or something and he sees um what appears to be like a garden like a giant fucking like field um on the side and you can tell that there's something wrong with it because it has like this like odd effect to it and it turns out to be like a hologram yeah but still he's able to step into it and so he goes into it and once miguel goes into it um, his art style is still different than when he enters the thing. So it's like it's like he's in that that like that world or whatever, but he's not there. And then like the further he goes in, the more like weird the effects start to get and stuff. It's just it's just really fucking nice. That was like one of my favorite scenes, like seeing um, the art styles like clash like that and like kind of interact with each other. It, it just looks so good because it's like because you know it's fake and that's the way like that they're they're doing it by actually making the things look like a bit off. Yeah, like uh, uh-huh. going back to some Holmes of the and art. going back to yeah. some of the art styles that Mike was mentioning. Uh, there's specific like the the one that he was specifically mentioning is um when it looks like something is uh just kind of 
whatever the term for photoshopped was back in the day uh, mm-hmm. uh i don't remember what it was but like it and uh, obviously like it doesn't like something that doesn't look like it's cg'd um or isn't drawn is actually superimposed onto uh the actual animated foreground or background or whatever it is uh is something that you could see in cuphead's level uh pyramid peril where basically what they do is um back in the day what they had to do in order to superimpose something onto something because um they didn't have the advantages of like computers they would get two cameras one would record uh what they were supposed to record like everything that's there and then another one would specifically be like right next to it recording the colors that you don't want off like you'd have to um just tweak it around until you can't see anything else behind it so what they did here was just record uh that specific uh bud or whatever it was that was floating in the sky and uh i'll link a video to it i'll probably put it in the description also but it's a just a great technique that i've never seen used uh anywhere else again uh i like i'm sure they used to do it a lot back in the day but as far as uh in anime i've never seen anything like it so far and then the other one that mike was talking about was that the disney's patented uh 1920s layering of the animation cells because back in the day if you used to want to zoom into something uh you had to literally get a piece of paper or the animation cell which is just a clear piece of paper and just zoom a camera into it and it'll look really shitty and bad so what Disney ended up doing was creating a multi-level plane like I think a four-level plane where each plane could have different things mounted onto it and each individual thing that you wanted to zoom into move in and out of uh was also was just be stop it Miguel was just <laughs> being uh you could just freely move it as uh as you wished so it would create the illusion of like an actual film zoom where every like if you're looking at the moon but you're zooming in the moon will stay uh the same size but everything in the foreground will get bigger because you know it's a more realistic way to zoom in and out yeah and i i don't know if maybe japan because disney patented this bullshit and uh he had the patent for god knows how for many years and i don't know if in japan they found a way around it or maybe this is just like some really early uh like editing that they were able to do but i i just thought it was really if i would have seen this in 1995 my fucking mind would have been blown now i could see people watching it and not be that impressed yeah i still find it impressive because i'm i see like the year that it came out and everything so i can look at it from that perspective but like i could definitely you show this to someone that isn't really like into animation and like stuff like that and seeing it and be like, yeah, well, I don't really see why people are ranting and raving about it and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what did you think of this uh, art style and everything, Juan? I liked it. Um, I liked that it was... I, I don't know. You don't see this a lot. Uh, of course, the hand, the hand-drawn look. Yeah. And no. the, the painted look. But I also like the almost realistic proportions and stuff. Yeah. 
Like, um, some of our friends were saying how weird some of the people looked and everything, but I actually really enjoyed it. Like, everyone had pretty realistic, like, proportions and facial features. Yeah. I guess because we're so used to, you know, the anime standard. Yeah, and everyone's just kind of, like, used to the, the, the pointy chin faces and the yeah. big eyes and the... And then we see someone that, you know, you can practically tell their ethnicity. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that, though. It's like they put so much effort into that, and it's just like, I can appreciate that. It, it's, 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 I guess it's because, like, it looks so Western to, I guess, people that wouldn't, don't really, like, know a lot about the history of animation or anything like that. Yeah. Which is understandable because, you know, Disney did kind of kickstart a lot of animation studios and stuff speaking of the studio that developed this uh you said it was madhouse didn't it? it was a combination of madhouse and studio 4c mm, according to crazy. these credits yeah i mean those are both big studios now still so yeah i mean uh especially in the 90s madhouse was known and just because yeah. they took so such wide fucking swings and didn't give a fuck uh, yeah as long as something was cool they'd fund it and now they and now they're mm-hmm. doing things like uh, Blade the animation and uh, they they got to find at the dollar store. They got to pick yeah. and choose their spots. Yeah, I mean you would you would think that something made by Marvel would be kind of you know a big deal. Kind of cool, but most of that shit was like direct to TV or not even on TV. Yeah, I'll let you know how it is uh, after I buy the rest from the dollar store. <laughs> Didn't we buy quite a few when we were on that trip that one time? Yes. Because I remember we stopped at like multiple Dollar Generals because I told you there was anime at, the, at in Dollar Generals. Yes. And, and you were like, I have to see this for myself. Well, I, and, I did before that. I I, yeah. I got, that's where Mark's uh, lucky ass somehow got a decent amount of animated DVDs. Mm. I know that he got uh, Tenshi oh, yeah, Muyo. So a lot Rito of Muyo. Yeah. Some Gundam, some... Crazy. Man, we some random stuff. I don't even remember. We found a bunch of Madhouse, Marvel, garbage. We, we found Beyblade. <laughs> we found Beyblade, yeah. And, and then he took like one ooh. DVD of Beyblade. Nice. And Mark, like this this was uh, around the early 2000s. Maybe we're like 12 or 13 back then. Yeah. But Mark would just go and come back with all this cool shit. And I would always go and all I would find was like a, a fucking VHS 30 minute thing of Zoids that wasn't even an episode. Because he took them all. Did you go? Yeah, did you go to the dollar that was closer to my house? Yes, I went to all of them because I was jealous of you, Mark. Oh. I guess I hid them in the back or something. I don't know. Fucking Mark. I looked. I think behind the, the toothbrushes or whatever. Hiding his stash of <laughs> anime. That monster. <laughs> I'll be yeah. back for you soon, my pretties. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. What were you going to say? I never found any of them in the Dollar Generals. Like, I, I never found any animes. The only times that I found Weird. it when my uh, my aunt would get, you know, the her packages of, like, um, stuff that she buys randomly at the flea market. So yeah. she could bags and bags of them. And she and, would find the anime. Yeah, she, like, them through. And then, like, one time she found um, Helsing. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, like, like you know, right. anime or Helsing Ultimate? Uh, the the, the first anime. The, the uh, Mira, the first Helsing. Yeah, this so one's for like, you. I just <laughs> watched it. I watched it, but boy, that last villain. Man. Damn, your yeah. grandma's got oh. pretty good taste. No, it was my aunt. Your grandma's the your grandma. Your edgy aunt. <laughs> my, but but it was like only just one DVD. It wasn't like a box or anything, and it only had three episodes. Ah, I see. 
I see. But yeah, she would find random shit like that. I'm like, like, where are these things coming from? How come it takes me to to get it secondhand, and sometimes you know half of the like DVD is missing or something. Hmm. Well, how about we like go back to you know the golden times and not remember the dollar store bins of Madhouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back when Mad- Madhouse was a uh, um, what you looked Madhouse for. Madhouse was a powerhouse. Ah, uh, you said the thing. Get it? I yes, get it. I, I had to do it. Anyway, yeah, like, <laughs> so the whole plot of this movie is them trying to add to the beacon and such, and like. What I loved about this was that you find out the story of the woman that runs this um, this giant ship, like through flashbacks and just like through 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 visual. It's visual storytelling. Like She's none of it is is said. None no. of it is explained. No. Like there's a- all, there's very little dialogue that actually pertains to the plot. Yeah. Um. Like it, it, they, there's points in which that they they show like little newspaper clippings. It's like oh she used to be a singer. And, like, they, they make, like, little assumptions about her here and there, but nothing is ever, like, actually, like, made, said concrete. And so everything is told through, like, these, like, visual flashbacks that occur, like, as the guys are exploring the ship. Because uh, there's these, like, hallucinations that keep popping up, and they can't tell if it's real or if it's haunted or what the fuck is actually happening throughout the entire thing. And, like, you're taken for a ride through there, too. Because it's, like, there's, like, freaky shit that happens throughout their, like, exploration, like, uh like dolls and shit like teleporting through the ceiling and it, yeah. all, all sorts of weird stuff and like none of it is ever explained as to whether the source of it was like a technological thing or if it actually was an actual haunting and even after the ending it's never explicitly stated as to as what to was what. causing what yeah you can come up with your own thing uh i'm sure like whoever directed it and wrote it uh they have their explanation but i like that i can say the ghost got into the computer and it was haunting it. I mean, yeah, it, like all you know is that it has something to do with the malfunctioning computer. But I mean, there has to be a little bit more to it. Yeah, there has to be more to it because of how obsessed the AI was with like, because like the whole the whole thing with it is that the opera singers, um, she's like lonely and she caused the distress signal to find her long lost lover, Carlos, I believe. Yeah. And, um, like, so the, the story that is given throughout the, like, hallucinations and such is that this woman, um, eventually, like, she was, like, a really, really famous opera singer back in 2005, I think, or some, 2015, something like that. Anyway, she was a really famous opera singer, and, um, like, uh, she had her husband, and they loved each other a whole bunch, and there's just a bunch of, like, nice, like, flashbacks to them, like, eloping and everything, and they're, like, super in love, but... One day, um, everything changes, and uh, he suddenly dies, and it causes her to snap and become like a recluse and stuff. But gradually, as the story continues, you start to piece together the fact that uh, he didn't just suddenly die of some illness or something. No, no, they they state that he's murdered, but it wasn't just that he didn't just die to some random person that might have been jealous of her, like was initially believed. Um, She fucking killed him. Yeah. Because uh, there's a scene in which Miguel, who's being groomed into becoming Carlos gradually throughout the story, uh, because he's stupid, and uh, <laughs> like, 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 you never take off your fucking helmet in a ship you don't know. Like, come on! But that dude was super gung ho. He takes off his helmet. He's like, "We can breathe in here." And then they offer him food, and he's like, "Sure, why not? Let me drink the drink the drink." And then drink the turns drink out to be man. like fucking, fucking some weird sewage. fluid. What? He fucking touches everything. He touches, he touches everything. everything. He touches everything. 
he keeps touching all the shit and um there's a really cool scene with that in which uh like it, it leads up to what the, the scene i was speaking of but there's this part where he finds her main room it's like her changing room and it's got all of her dresses and everything and all of her um her uh trophies and this and that and like he's yeah. just like marveling at everything and he's looking around and that's another really fucking beautiful scene like this shit looks like a straight out of disney or like the old um mgm cartoons kind of thing <laughs> and so there's a scene in which he's walking down this hallway and then he sees all of these like specters that are all gathered around and they're like in a crowd or whatever mm-hmm. and they're all just like conversing and he starts like what, what the fuck's happening here and um there's a there's a woman I believe oh wait, it's the woman of the of the ship and she's holding a um, bouquet of flowers and um, suddenly he turns around and she comes up behind him and like he she stabs him with a knife and he starts like flipping his shit and then suddenly everything's gone but the bouquet of flowers is still there in his hands yeah. and he starts like losing it and he's like oh fuck I don't know what's happening here anymore and like it, it, it's just it, it's really great like um there doesn't need to be any actual like them telling you what's happening or anything because it's just you know you just get a bunch of uh, it's position going up yeah yeah there, there's no info dumping or they're like long ago in the ancient 2005 or whatever it's just it's just them showing you all this shit that's happening and like um it it, it takes it splits off into miguel's exploration as well as the main character and um it, it, they become further and further separated as Miguel starts giving in to this uh, fantasy that the AI is like creating for him and stuff, and like gradually he becomes more and more enthralled with the um, with the woman to the point to where he starts to believe that he is Carlos, and eventually he disappears and leaving only the main character to start like desperately searching for him. But like the AI and like the security system is becoming increasingly uh, hostile towards him. Because it's trying to get him to leave now that it has what it wants, basically. And he's trying to save his friend, Miguel. Um, and so, like, gradually, um, as he, like, dives further and further into the center of the computer, um, it starts to fuck with even the ship itself that, like, they got there. T- yes. Um, there's, like, a gravity field that's attracting the ship. Yeah. There's a... this. This ship was set up as a trap by uh, a sexy ghost lady herself, who for the longest time I thought was actually just a robot. Uh, like, I thought she was a robot that was just really good at opera. And <laughs> then, you know, they showed her her dead body, and I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. I guess I'm sorry. I, I guess I can't be happy. I meant to say <laughs> magnetic field, you know, the name magnetic rose. Oh. Some kind of magnetic rose field. Yeah, and they keep uh, referencing it with the when the other ship is breaking apart. And also, it's very important to mention, I'm not sure if anybody mentioned that the whole reason why they're doing this is because it's an obligation to go to SOS, SOS uh, signal. Yeah. Like, they can lose all their jobs, they can lose everything if they don't go to the SOS. So it's not like they're going there just to, you know, they actually care about people. They have an obligation to be there. Yeah. Well, now uh, Michael's oh, yeah. gone. Yeah, Michael, I don't know, he just got cut off and he met, put something in the... BSOD? Yeah. I, th- I thought that was like a secret code for you guys. I, I have no idea. 
While we're trying to get Mike back on, why don't you guys take a listen to a sample of one of Mark's new singles that he should be busting out around September 30th, 2020. Song named Oak Tree Whiskey under his name Cryptic on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that streaming audio is available. Sitting at no tree, waiting for my whiskey. Sitting at no tree, yeah. Michael, what is BSOD? Oh no. Yeah, ghost got him. Oh no. Yeah, no, I don't know what the fuck happened. I just blue screened in the middle of my explanation. What oh, okay. Fuck? Oh, blue screen is dead. Yeah, what, no. what, what did you think I... <laughs> I didn't you've know what it was. You've never seen that acronym before? No. No, no I'm not a nerd, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, fuck you guys. I thought that it was like some BDSM shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but that... where, where did I stop explaining exactly? Um. explained it for you. Yeah. Oh, did you really? I think so. I think <laughs> uh, okay, that's I, fine. I, I mean, I was, I, like, I, I was just explaining, like, the, 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 yeah, so you explained the plot then, I'm assuming? I guess, uh, we didn't, like, we stopped yeah. when the computer was fucking around with the main character. It was just, like, showing him his daughter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, did. like, that, that was a really neat part, too, because, like, that was its retaliation towards him to get him to fuck off, basically, to, or, like, to entrap him, basically, because it had what it needed, and the AI just wanted him to no longer be an issue, yeah. and so, in order to halt him from, like, continuing forward, it decided to fuck with him in that way, and so, at the beginning of the movie, which, again, this is implied, never said, um, the guy uh, is looking at pictures of his family, and so you're assuming, oh, you oh, know, he's, he's a working man. far away from home. He's the family guy. He's going to be the everyman and stuff. You thought he um, would fall into that trope where uh, yeah. you see a picture of his family and then he would die. Yeah, where he dies, but it doesn't end that way. And it, 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 it really twisted that nicely because it's like he starts having flashbacks to his family and then um, he starts realizing something's wrong as he's like eating breakfast with his, uh, with his uh, wife and daughter. Yeah. And she keeps saying how she wants to go up with him to space and he keeps becoming like more and more solemn the more she like the more she earnest she it. gets to go into space and like he it starts making you think like oh you know there's something up like why, why is he like why is she so insistent on going to space and why is he becoming so like kind of sad about it And then the daughter the daughter asks if she can go up to space with the mic yeah she was missing her her papa yeah he just became increasingly sad so i was like something so like it implies something happened down there where he kind of just had to abandon her basically or he feels that he abandoned her or something occurred and um that that scene itself had a really fucking good shot where he's sitting at yeah where he's sitting at breakfast and then he sees the flowers and then he remembers that those flowers existed in the outer world. And then he's like, oh, shit. And, like, the zoom in towards him where, like, the camera pans, like, it flips around. And then it starts, like, quickly honing in on him. That scene looked fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. it, it looks yeah. so good and fluid. That was Like, the, the yeah. camera work on the whole thing is just really good. The camera like, work the... feels real. Like, yeah, that's like, good. all the transitions and everything, they're, like, so smooth. It's so just, sexy. like, real good. Yeah, like it feels like an actual camera is being used there. Like it, it's it's amazing. Like and that that's the case for like um the first and second, but especially so for uh, Magnetic Rose. Like 
it's so so nice and like that scene itself blew me away and um yeah getting getting out of there like he starts like he manages to snap out of the thing and he sees like um this these um like structures that were mimicking his wife and daughter and it's just like weird white it, gauze it's basically like uh like clay just like ima- imagine you're in a vr room but in the vr yeah. room there's this uh there's this stuff that could turn themselves into things that you can touch and then the yeah. vr just kind of wraps itself around it yeah it's like plaster of paris basically and yeah. i thought that was really neat because it's like because you know this is like an art art house kind of thing or whatever so i was like that's really fucking cool yeah creepy and, then, and it was even crazier that he was trying to integrate him because uh, when he wakes up from that uh, hallucination it's like attached itself to like his face and his hands and he start has to like break it off and shit yeah, yeah. and he sees his, so, his, his little uh, wax daughter just break into pieces yeah and he starts like freaking out and then he still even still like you know my my reaction to that would be to get the fuck out of there screw miguel and leave <laughs> But, but no. he goes on. He's like, he's I'm, a, I gotta. He's our yeah, hero. He's, he's our hero. He's like, I gotta go save this dumbass over here. And so he pushes forward on into the. Uh, yeah. That 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 scene also tells you that um like whenever they're having these illusions like their time I guess like it's going it's, like uh, by like much lower uh, on yeah. the remind. Yeah. Because uh like scene where he's like on the on the um, table and everything. Uh, the guys on the outside ship were calling at him for like two hours and he didn't respond because oh. he was inside the Ah, uh, yeah, and he'd yeah. only been in there for like a little bit. Yeah, yeah for like a minute. Yeah, so it, the the time, your perspective is like completely screwed inside that hallucination. Mm. And um, yeah, from there he decides to keep pressing forward and gets closer to the core. And, you know, he's being instructed by all the, to do all this like by his crew who's dealing with their ship being gradually destroyed. So props to them because they were like, I, mean, I would be losing my mind because like there, there's like electricity everywhere. Their computers are blowing out and they're still like on it. They're trying to fix <laughs> that ship. Yeah, they didn't abandon them. Yeah, like any any normal person, I think would have just said "fuck it" and left after the ship took damage. Damage, but those guys were like, "Nah, we're gonna no, stay we're, here. We're gonna stay here. We're we're a team. We're gonna live as a team. We'll die as a team." And what was cool was that they weren't like the initially um, they weren't overly friendly with each other, and they weren't no. overly antagonistic. They were just coworkers. Yeah. So they it, just it was neat together. to see that. It, it was neat to see that they weren't like some. They weren't trying to like um have some like uh fake like rapport with all of them where it's like oh yeah we've been we've been doing this together forever we're all best friends they were just kind of they were just there with each other they were just workers like and this was just them doing it because they they felt it was the right thing to do so yeah it it was cool it it was neat seeing that uh because you don't typically see that dynamic because a lot of people typically want uh like a reason for somebody to go out of their way to do something like that but it's like it's also like it's also like you're in the middle of a space. Uh, w- would you want someone abandoning you in in the middle of fucking on some haunted ship or something? It's like no. Yeah, you'd have so, to swim yeah. back back to a to a ship. Imagine being in the middle of the ocean, except the ocean's everywhere. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's down. it's like the same concept. It's like you're you're working together to save each other because you don't want to get fucked over in the same manner. And it's like it's only right that you do that. So yeah. I thought that was cool. And, and so. Then- that too. Like, if you left somebody stranded, wouldn't you be thinking about it? Like, oh fuck. Yeah, I'd probably be, yeah, I'd be thinking about that for like forever if I just like left him there on that ship. So. I don't know about forever. Maybe like a few months. <laughs> I mean, like, I man, might I sure do am it a real piece of shit. 
and then forget about it and then years later like they're, you're sitting they're... there and then have like a mental breakdown over remembering that i did that but yeah, yeah just start like... hyperventilating think about what if it was you yeah basically <laughs> so yeah like I, I thought that was neat and, and like from there like the main character like starts like going closer and closer to the the core of the ship uh to the computer really because they tell him he needs to go there and as he gets there, the ship becomes gradually more and more or rapidly more decayed. Like, you start seeing what the ship really looks like, and it's all fucked up. Like, yeah. there's nothing grand about that ship anymore. It's, like, decayed. It's flooded in lots of areas. There's it's a magnificent machinery everywhere. Yeah, like, it, it, I mean, it looks beautiful in a, in a destroyed sense. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's so, in complete disrepair. That piano playing itself with the goop. <laughs> Yeah, like everything's all fucked up. And what was great was seeing um, the corruption in the scenes because the the main character manages to he starts he sees Miguel like fucking bumbling around in the in the flooded area. And he's like, oh, I got to chase this guy. And as he goes in, it tries to recreate the um, or the AI tries to recreate the garden again around him. But it's too fucked up. And so throughout the garden, you start seeing the machinery like tearing through the scenery and stuff and like it, it looks so fucking cool uh, everything was like colliding with one another because it was like three art styles all like all clashing with one another like they couldn't mix and i i thought that was such a cool like metaphorical and like actual like visual thing that it had going on there yeah, yeah it's like what nuni was talking about that it's like a vr thing but there's supposed to be something off that shape there but it wasn't there anymore so it was just like sticking <laughs> it's just disgusting yeah because it was it, it was like the facade had like become undone and so like seeing all that was like really neat and then finally like the the whole thing like shuts down and he just like start has to trudge through this like murky water to save his friend and that's when he encounters the uh the ai itself and it manages to trap him in yet another um yet another hallucination this time it's just his house and it's like a it, it's weird because it's uh, like there's, the roof. Th there's a single spotlight and he's on the roof like there's only one spotlight coming down on the house everything else is dark and he's yeah. um yeah and then he's forced to see like his daughter and uh his daughter's on the roof and everything and he's trying to like his daughter's up on the roof of them and uh the ai is basically telling him like hey you know you could have her. You could yeah, still you be with her. Yeah, you could have her again, but he keeps, like, trying to shake it off. And so, all of a sudden, the daughter, like, starts stumbling down the roof, and she falls over and presumably dies. And that's when it's revealed that his family's dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. His family's dead. They, they, this happened. It was recreating the trauma in his life. And so, yeah, it was, yeah. She just wanted that, to climb the roof and go to the moon. She wanted to go that's to the moon. And so, yeah, and so th it was making him relive this trauma in order to, like, break him down. And it worked for a while, and then it tries to, like, reason with him, I guess, or bargain with him by showing him that it could bring his daughter back in that sort of sense by, like, having the girl start walking towards him. And, and then like, he reaches he starts... out for her. Yeah, he reaches out for her, and so I assumed that it was going to end there with him giving in and just saying fuck it and staying with this, like, fake thing. But, but no. no, he can't even yeah, be he... fake happy. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he's like, fuck it, no. And then he, he has this really great line where he says, um, God, what was it again? He's like, you can't, um, God damn it, I'm trying to remember the specific line. You can't lead a course to water, but you can't get its drink. I don't remember the line. It was essentially something like, you can't get lost in your memories. And it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, memory. he said the name of the thing. 
Yeah, yeah, he's like he's like they're just memories, and he started like basically saying that like you can't just you can't just live in there forever. Like it, there's nothing to be gained from that. Yeah, you have to move on. And so he, it was really cool. And then he starts firing at the woman, and then it shows that the woman is a AI, of course. It's a robot, of course, and it falls over and everything, and the hologram shuts down. And you're like, oh, okay, so it's been projecting this hologram the entire time, and. Yeah. Uh, just when you think that it's over, the thing like comes back to life and it creates this giant like electric field and it starts fucking with them. And th- there is this neat scene beforehand where he actually converses with the with the woman with the robot and he starts asking about Miguel and he's like, "What did you do with him?" And she won't. She keeps being vague and he's like, "You killed him, didn't you?" And she's like, uh, "She says something to the effect of like how you know it, it doesn't really matter because he was never really alive to begin with and that." You know, in the the living kind of sense, yeah. in the yeah, and I and can't so, say I disagree. I mean, yeah. So yeah. it's like it basically tells him that he's dead, but not dead. Yeah, because yeah, we did see him go through those big doors. <laughs> he went through those big doors. I'm assuming he just got fully integrated into the thing. Yeah, he, he was covered in just the hooked boot. up to some. He's just hooked up to some machine or something like that. But yeah, and so. After everything's all said and done, the guy has to make like an escape back to the ship and everything, and they barely uh, manage to. Yeah. But meanwhile, the ship's getting so messed up that they're like, "All right, fuck it, we need to destroy this." Yeah, they decide, "All right, we're gonna destroy this ship with our excavator cannon," which was, I mean, not even excavator. It was like a, a research cannon or something. Yeah. It was used <laughs> to like pick up materials. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to, like, maybe push them away from the ship or something. That's what I thought. I was like, it's going to, they're going to use it to, like, propel them away from the electric field or something. No. The, the, um, the, the research laser, um, tears a giant fucking hole through the ship. And it's not like a, a like a, I, I can't explain, like, I can't, um, stress enough how big this laser was. Coming from this tiny... I think weren't they like the whole crew? Their original job was like des- destroying like old satellites and stuff. That's why they had that cannon. Yeah it, yeah, it was something like that. But they were also supposed to like pick up materials with it or something like that. They were supposed to like salvage hold, people. They were supposed to salvage certain things, I guess, or something. But but yeah, so the it, that laser fucking like demolishes the the ship like a good side of it, and. uh when they leave uh, the ship or whatever, like it shows them like zooming out, and then the main character is like floating in space, and they're gonna like go pick him up presumably. But it's cool because you see him, and he's just floating there idly, kind of barely conscious. And then he looks back at the at the at the woman's ship, and you see that it's in the shape of a rose. And then you're like, ah, the title yeah. of the show. It, it, it was so, like it's it's a cheesy thing to like <laughs> to explain it, but when you see it, it's really beautiful. It's like, a pretty yeah. rose. And I'm pretty sure the crew died, though. Didn't yeah, they? I'm pretty sure the crew died. No, the crew most definitely died. The main character is going to be stranded. He's the only one, yeah. yeah. He's the only one that really lives, so yeah. yeah. If you can call it There's living. also that detail of the other dead bodies coming out when the fucking Hulk is on the ship. So you know oh, that this has been happening over yeah, and over again. Yeah, this has been occurring repeatedly, and she's been getting more and more Carloses. Yeah, until they so, die, and then she, she needs another one. Yeah, that's basically what happens. We were talking about it, like, before, and it's like, you know, why do people always answer distress calls in the middle of space and stuff? So, looking it up, as it turns out, it's apparently, even now, it's apparently against the law, if you're in space, to ignore a distress signal. Yes. Is it space or also, like, the sea? It's, I think it's also the, no, it is for sure the sea, but space as well. 
Yeah, it's a maritime law that extends towards space. <laughs> yeah, I mean they did mention it on the on the movie itself. I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that because they were like, "Should we answer that?" And then the guy was like, "We have to." We're obliged. So they, they, the they, they weren't they weren't looking forward to it. I wouldn't either. Cause yeah, cause like, why would they you? gave off some dead space vibes and so yeah, like <laughs> it was a really really good film. I, I I really enjoyed it. I love the art style of it. Um, the second film, however... A stark uh, contrast of joy. Yeah, stark contrast of joy. Uh, good animation. Uh, really great fun action. Art, great action. Um, the music was really good, too. They chose good music for that one. More modern music and a lot of ska. Yeah, dude. Great ska. <laughs> yeah, it had good ska. And I was like, you know, I'm digging this. And then we got to the main character of the thing. The boy, fucking piece fucking of shit. Him. I hated him. Hated him. And he kept succeeding. I mean, if if I could if I could uh, read Mark's uh, texted words to me, it is uh, he's a poopoo head. The main guy, <laughs> the main guy was stupid. Why was he so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad Mark had the same reaction. Yeah, because... I, I just I like I understand it was supposed to be funny, but I just found him so oh, goddamn. It's because I've seen this so many times, but I was pretty surprised when everybody was like, oh, mate, like super mad. Like, everybody no. was like <laughs> slamming no. their tables. Like, why is so... this guy still alive? And I was like, <laughs> I was so frustrated. it's a comedy, man. Like, it's just funny. Laugh. No, Brian. So listen, I've seen a lot of things. I've never been so mad at somebody in my entire life. No villain, <laughs> no murderer, no. Nothing that anyone's done has ever made me as mad as this piece of shit. He was so frustrating. I hate him. With how stupid he was. Even his family got involved and they're like, you need to stop. His family and he's hated like, him. what? Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you say? And I mean, hey, you know, if you want to watch this, go right ahead. I don't want to ruin it for you. But fuck this guy. <laughs> Yeah, the, the entire plot follows a guy who um, Mr. Takes some fucking pills. Bean. Yeah, he he takes some pills because he's uh because he's feel he's got like the cold or something the flu. He's got the uh, flu. He's got the flu, and so they tell him to take the pills, and they're like it's the blue pills in the red oh, bottle yeah, yeah. or something, and he takes the red pills in the blue bottle, and uh, it turns out that that was like an experimental drug. Nobody quite explains what the fuck it did. Or not, but uh, it was apparently like some government commissioned weapon, and so like he falls asleep, and when he wakes up, everyone in the building is dead. Fucking dead. And and he has to explain to like the Japanese CDC like what's going on. They're all like, "Oh, come bring us the files to everything," and he's like, "Okay, we'll do." And he starts heading over there, and like he he just like it, it, the the entire thing is his adventure across Japan. Um. And people dying all around him, with him being none the wiser as to why people are dying. He just doesn't understand. Yes. Yeah, why? Why does everybody die around me? Why am I the only one alive? Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. it. It's kind of interesting how all the people are dying. Nature's like coming back, like after. Yeah, the full force. like nature's like rapidly developing all around him and yeah, stuff. I, I, I mean the trees, because I think the um, all the animals also. Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the dying, um, but there was like flowers blooming and all sorts of shit happening. Like, so I'm assuming it's like some sort of terraforming thing that they created. And but um yeah so like it's just like, that, that's the basic plot of it and it's just like his wacky adventures throughout that and like the government 
the military, even the American military attempting America. to like stop this guy. The, the Americans in this Fucking were really Captain great because they were like the, the the typical like American douchebags that you had. Yeah, they There's they got big their big black dick guy, military uh, general guy. Yeah, that's like strong arming the other people. Yeah, just just laughing at their futile attempts to 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 apprehend their their chemical weapon yeah and they're like ha ha it's our turn and the black guy does like the typical like glasses raising thing (laughs) yeah and then they send in the exosuits that look pretty cool and then they have like the american flags on them i was like god damn it it was experiment nasa suits yeah Yeah, experimental nasa suits that had weapons on them and then you you think oh god you think oh man finally Fucking Big Dick America came and made me happy. Oh, man. I've never been so proud to be an American. Yeah, so, like, they capture him, right? And then, like, uh, one of them, or they're all like, oh, well, we got the guy. And they're like, great. You know, the the general's like, haha, American did it. And they're like, only one of them survived. And he's like, oh, fuck, what the hell? But whatever, we still succeeded. And then the person comes in with the suit, and, like, they're carrying a, a suitcase that has all the data and everything. But the uh, the mask is obscured, and it's like, oh, here it comes. And I was like, I already know what this means. And so he comes up, and then they're like, oh, what did you do with the guy? Did you, where is he? Did you kill him or what? And then he's like, oh, look, it's me, everybody. I brought the suitcase like I said I would. And I was like, god damn it. And then I'm like, it's cool because he's contained within there, right? And then he's like, well, let me get this suit off. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then and then he takes the suit off and everybody dies. I was, I hate, I hate anime. Anime is <laughs> stupid. You know, even if that guy made you angry, like the animation through it all, it was really yeah, it was good. great. It was Everything really, was really great. Good. It was very colorful, like super, like vivid, like all the colors and everything, really beautiful. I, I liked it a lot, like visually. Yeah. I just didn't like the fucking main. Character. It was it was an it was an odd choice to make the main character a villain, but you know what? Japan <laughs> Japan amazes me in various ways. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's a villain, I think it's just too stupid. Like that's it. Yeah. He's a villain to me. He's a villain to 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 the world. He killed him. I guess he becomes a villain by being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it hits close to home nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you, you're yeah, not wrong. causing the end of the world, yeah. Look at the um, state we're in now. Because people refuse to do basic things like put a fucking mask on. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, since Michael brought up the little thing that the West Obscure, like the little helmet, man, that, that effect looked cool, man. I was like, ah, shit, America, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when they first came in, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that's They came cool. in and they, they like, it's like a digitized like thing that covers the helmet. Yeah, like, like the, the mask. The mask. Yeah, like it, it would obscure your face only when you push like a button, and yeah. so it, it looked fucking cool. Like I was like, "Damn, dude, these suits actually look really neat." And what was worse was that like so after episode one finished, um, I was like, "Man, I hope the next episode isn't such a fucking downer because the because." This- uh, Magnetic Rose really ended on a fucking sad note and everything. You know that maybe that's why I was so angry. <laughs> it was because <laughs> it, wanted like the, I wanted to be happy, but then they gave me that. But then they, they gave, gave us me, that, yeah. Because Magnetic two. Rose was good, but boy, was it a downer. And then and, the uh, third episode is just another stark contrast to the rest of the show. Yeah, completely different art style. Um, it's a slice of life. <laughs> it's a slice of life, and like. 
I, I knew what they were going for, like the whole um uh, would you, you see I don't wanna say communism. It's communism. It's communism. It's communism. All right, day, yeah. I was day, like, I don't wanna Day in the life of a mili- of a uh uh big big country that's Cons- uh, that's in a gigantic war in a military dictatorship yeah and it's just like everybody's fed propaganda you're the, the main thing was that you're constantly told like just one more day or like just a little longer and and we'll finally reach the paradise that we're all going to you gotta that fight we're all the striving one. for you must yeah, we're fight gonna the destroy enemy. the enemy and we'll be free and everything and like because like the whole thing is that the main character the boy or i i guess there's no main character but it's like so it's this family and like it, it just shows their various jobs uh the father figure his his job is that he has to help load uh load a giant cannon so that they could fire this at the supposed enemy and the whole thing is that they finish loading and once they're done loading they have to go stand off to the side and shit clear the floor pompous fat fuck to come stumbling out of the Yes, the, 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 the comes stumbling out into the main area wearing like his his like golden vest and helmet and, and like cape. It, and his cape with his giant gut. Uh the pompous beautiful man. Yeah, just just to show that he's more well fed than they are <laughs> and everything and like and then like he just like goes up the uh this little like elevator thing. It's like a very self-important thing. And then finally like he reaches the top and they're like, "Oh, there he goes. He's about to fire the thing." And it's just a fucking button that he pushes, and he <laughs> makes it so fancy because he's like twirling his finger, and like it's just so like needlessly stupid. And like this he like fires, close to home. yeah, he fires the cannon, and it fires off supposedly to the enemy. Oh, and then the enemy. wife works in the um, ammunition factory. Yeah, with all the cheese men. Yeah, and they're <laughs> always all the cheese men and everything. They're gossiping and shit and. Yeah, like that's that's her whole job, and they're just like talking about this or that, and and the son goes to school, and the entire thing is just propaganda there too. Like yeah, he he up. learns that he needs to fight the enemy when he grows up. Yes, he will eventually have to next to like the trajectory of the bullets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like they're teaching them all this like, and I guess that's another thing. It's like they're teaching them all this like useless shit that's not going to help them in the future, much like the normal school system. I mean, and, you, you could say that this is one gigantic metaphor for, uh, you know, life. Yeah, the life. Yeah, life in general, but it is directed at communism specifically. Yeah, mostly. But it is life. Like a lot of it can be applied to just life in general. And my and, my favorite line of the whole anime, uh, the art style is amazing. Uh, but the the thing that made it for me was a line at the end when uh, the kid asks his dad something along the lines of, uh, "So, what do you do at work, Dad?" Or, or I forgot exactly oh, what he asked. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's like so. Um, fuck, what does he say? It's something like that. I think it's like he's like, yeah. So, Is, uh, isn't it basically I, who are we fighting? Yeah, who are yeah, we fighting? Asking, like, yeah, yeah, he's and something then, like that, and he's and just then, like, you'll you'll find out when you're older. Son. Yeah, you'll find out when you grow up. <laughs> yeah, and he's I was like, like oh, when you grow up, you'll yeah, oof. and it's just like that's such a what a mighty mighty rip. line. Yeah, it's such a relevant thing. It's like because that's always the that's always the excuse, isn't it? It's like it's always it's, you'll it's always learn when you're older. It's, it's always the excuse, but it's also the answer. It's yeah, it's the excuse, but it's the answer. It's like you'll learn when you're older, and you're never satisfied with it. But then you become an adult, and you find out that that wow. really is the thing. And but like you, you find the answer, but you're not satisfied with it even then. Because the like you learn the nothing. answer, and you're like, wow, this is fucking bullshit. Being an adult <laughs> is fucking bullshit. And it's like, well, yeah. 
It's just... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that third part has some really good uh, transitions, too, like within the yeah. characters and just... like a bunch of pan shots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty dynamic, just switching between uh, the scenes from like yeah. going from the the mother's like the mother's life to the dad's life to the kid's life, then back to the yeah, fucking and then pompous it has asshole. Like, around, like the camera's spinning in circles, and you just get to see everything in like a giant circle. Yeah, yeah, and then we have this like nice shot at the very end where you find where it like goes past the buildings to where past the point to where anybody but like nobody but like the higher ups could see. And then you see that they're firing at an empty field. It's There's nothing out there. And they're it's like the only people... Anything. Yeah, they're not shoot fighting anything. They're just... It's just, like, pointless toil to keep people busy. And it's like you find out that that's like... You, like, that the only people who could have possibly seen that are the higher-ups, like, the, the upper echelon and stuff. So it's like, mm. that's that's a, that was a neat thing. One of the things we in. brought up about the art style, though, was that, like, um, we, we were discussing, like, uh, steampunk... And I yeah. was like, I like steampunk, but I like it when steampunk is like dirty, filthy, and like, and it's like filled with like retarded, like needlessly, like, um, needless like some Rube Goldberg to it and stuff, like gears and not just pipes. Like it can't just be pipes and gears. No. It has to be like more to it. I yeah. need to I see need some like tubes. The, the, I need some fucking bullshit. I, I need, need it to steam be, uh, everywhere. I need to see the thing moving and like constantly, like, like the pipes. Yeah, like I need to see like the the city like alive basically. Like I need to see it, like it constantly in a state of like where it's just like barely held together like a boiler, yeah. like a rattling boiler. Yeah. And they they did that so well because mm -hmm. everything in there is like dirty and like old and rusty. Yeah, there's a steampunk yeah. that I like, the one where I don't want to live in it. Yeah, where it's like, man, that looks like shit. And <laughs> yeah, you just keep watching. Yeah, but I like there's that. a lot of too. Was it also reminds me of like the. Uh, well, like in the nineties when when they would do like music videos and it's like I know Ukraine what you're talking about. And like it's the all like dark. The what? Like the dark and it's all gritty and it's and it's in ruins because yeah. it's basically you know they're filming a, a Lincoln Park like, video like a World War Two. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know what you kind of thing you're going for. Yeah. yeah, where it's wet and muddy. Yeah, yeah, lots of greens, lots of browns. Uh, like every, everybody has bags under their eyes. It's uh, I really like the aesthetic because yeah. I don't want to be in that. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> live there. But that's yeah, why I everyone like it. just looks so dirty and sad and like just completely disillusioned. Like the dad, it's like tired. Like they're yeah. too tired to do anything. And it's like, and you know that the dad understands that it's bullshit, but he just. He's like, I can't go back. Like, it's like, where do you go? Like, what do you do? How do you break from no. that? So you just keep going, despite the fact that you don't believe in anything anymore. And so I, I like that they went with that. Like, they, they show that. And it's like the father is clearly completely disillusioned with everything, especially because there's a scene in which he's reading his son's or looking at his son's, like, book or whatever, his picture. Yeah. And his son's saying how he wants to be the, the commandant, the guy pushing the button and everything. And like the dad, you can tell is disappointed in this he's because just he like, knows the truth. Because he knows but, what it is, and he's just but his like kids this being is... fed this bullshit where he thinks the commandant does all this uh, yeah, amazingly all this cool important shit. shit. And he's super important, and and it's just like, but he can't tell his son that he can't tell his son anything because it's like his son won't like his son will not only not believe him, but it's like worships his son a picture of him every morning. On. Yeah, it's like his son will be looked down on if he starts believing like he does. Yeah. So it's like 
I love how the portrait of the commandant is like all buff and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he looks all cool and shit. buff and everything, and the kid's like trying to emulate him, and it's just like I, I love the dynamic because it's like the wife is just she's just she doesn't care. She's going about her business, and the son is like completely uh, eating brainwashed. Up all this bullshit. He loves yeah, he's it. just brainwashed by this whole thing, and the dad is just he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he's well, trapped in this endless cycle. Even the art style is not even anime. That's that's the thing. No, yeah, it's not anime at all. No, it's it very. It, it's like it, it reminds me of like a, a little bit of French animation. Yeah, yeah it, it does definitely have that in it. Uh, especially because of the way that they're dressed, I guess. But uh, just I feel like a lot of that, uh, a lot of French very animation usually has like squizzly. Yeah, like um, like a very experimental harsh sort and, of and, art style. and different. Yeah. Yeah, a very, like, unique sort of style that, like, French... Because French loves to experiment with different shit, and so... Like, it, it definitely does seem like something like that, which is crazy, because it's, like... These are all, like, you know... These are from Japan, these are Japanese animations and stuff. Yeah. And it just sucks, because, like, it, it just... It also paints a picture for modern animation um, as a whole, where it's, like, people can't take risks anymore. Yeah. You can't, you can't risk, because that's Japan's, like, problem as a whole right now. They can't risk making shit like this anymore, because if it doesn't, They're gonna what, if it, what if it doesn't so sell? so much money. What if it doesn't sell? What if, what if you can't make merchandise off of it? What if, like, what if it bombs and you're fucked, and you're the reason why your studio goes under, which has happened for so many, like, famous studios nowadays. Yeah. You like, wanna... it's just, like, it's, it's not worth the risk. You have to give in to these otakus. You have yeah. to be the next uh, my hero, or you have you to have be the to, next. Or you have uh, to be the next idol master. You have yes. to. You have to give in to one of the big like groups because if you don't, you're you're fucked. fucked. Oh, yeah, or the next millionth fucking isekai and stuff, and it's like, because if you don't, you're fucked, and it's like, it's such a terrible thing, because it's like, these people are also trapped. <laughs> I, I love it, because this thing is such a good metaphor for, like, things nowadays, too. It's like, you don't want to do these things, but you know that if you don't, then you can't continue on with your life. Nope. And so it's like, you have to. You have to do exactly what you're told, despite knowing the end result, which is the decay of, well, in this case, it's the decay of modern animation. Yeah. And well, I mean, it, it's also our fault. It is for eating it up. Hey, I don't need it's any a, of it up. It's it's just I'm the problem. It, it's a I mean I bought plenty of shit, but even I, then, I, I buy the like, shit that I like, but by the time I buy them, I, I find out that the company's already out of out of business. Yeah. Or I mean the I, anime I, is like super I, old. Uh, I'm pretty big on buying shit. Not as of late because I'm trying to like save money. save money because of all the shit happening and stuff but you don't i've gotten into that and stuff like i bought blu-rays and i bought a shit ton of figures yeah. it's just yeah. like it's just like even then it's just like you're helping but you're also hurting because it's like oh you're supporting the industry and stuff but you're also you know enforcing those bad like decisions that they're forced into making but it's like but at the same is... time it's like what can you do what, what what can we really influence in the end yeah yeah so it's like we just we just go with it's it, just and then man. yeah, and then now and now we have this whole thing where like um, I, I mean I know it's bad to say, but it's like now we have groups like Funimation and shit and and Crunchyroll, and now they're on the just animation board in Japan. Oh yeah, and it's like and it's like a lot of people are like, oh dude, that's fucking great. It's like now now the Western viewers have a bigger stake in the Japanese animation industry. That's a bad thing. It's I mean and especially it's like, when they watch a lot bad. of the same shit. What was that, Danny? Especially when a lot of the same shit is the same. 
Yeah, it's like there's no difference between the Western audience and the Japanese audience for like at large. They all want the same shit. So nothing changes. And so it's like it's even worse because now you have a bigger market that you have to appeal to. It's like there was no chance of like going for other things because it's like even these more like um, Western um, pandering animes and shit don't really get that much traction. Space Dandy. I fucking love that show. Um, Space Dandy was done by a bunch of it was a collaboration with like Adult Swim. And um, I believe Funimation as well and yeah. uh, and studios in Japan in order to have it simulcasted. And they were like, you know, doing stuff or they were like a lot of collaboration between there. And um, like they did a lot of stuff that was Western pandering. And so they lost a lot of uh, favor in Japan for doing that. And the thing is, the Western market, no matter how much people online say, oh, I love that show and this or that, it still not. didn't get a lot of traction. It didn't no. get a lot of like viewership. And on top of that, where was the merchandise? Yeah. It's like it, it doesn't. There's just not. I mean, sure, they paid for the show, but they need to make a profit. They need. They need a reason. That, that's the thing in Japan. Like their their thing has always been. They need um, insurance. They need security, and so they need a reason to keep doing this kind of shit. But then, I mean, like, that's, that's just about anywhere else. It is well, about anywhere look, else. But like, well, I like feel the, like the Japan is, is especially um, like like scared of like fucking up and like you know not making the money back. I, I like just like from experiences I've had like with other studios and stuff, seeing them like they, they I don't know. I've just always felt like Japan is like terrified to like take any more risks because of all the times that have fucked up in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like the a big problem is you would hope that the uh, animation itself would be uh, the merchandise instead of it being the, the figures and the yeah. Blu-rays. And like you, you, you would hope that, that the licensing would get it. No. It it never was and it never has been as far as mm-hmm. as far as in Japan from what I understood, yeah. it's always. Oh, no, been I mean about I think I'm looking at it from like just another perspective, I guess. But like, yeah, you're probably right about. I don't know that far about Japan, so you're yeah. They probably all they. I know they most definitely have always had merchandise. I mean, kids' cartoons over here have done the same and shit. But yeah, but I don't at, know. But at least here it's gotten to the point where like people like shows actually stand on their own. Like uh, yeah. I think. What's the show that didn't even have fucking action figures? Like, I think um, uh, Adventure Time never had anything until, uh, like... Well, that's not true, until but it later never really on. had, like... It was never advertised very much. Like, yeah, they didn't, like they they didn't ex- live they off existed, of it. But it's not, like, their main moneymaker. Their main moneymaker I mean, it's was, like Steven Universe. They didn't really have anything for that either. Yeah, you just sold the advertisement, and that paid for the show itself. Uh, yeah. Which, it, apparently... They can't really do in Japan without, unless you want to buy your three hundred dollar Blu-rays or whatever. Yeah, that that does happen, and then nobody buys them. No. Yeah, I, I think probably the worst thing of everything that we're talking about right now is that you're less likely to need things like memories in the today's market, and it's things like memories that got me into anime in the first place because it's things that you don't really get to experience with other mediums. Yeah, yeah. something it's, it's specific. Like you're you're less likely to see original animation anymore. It, it's all adaptations. From I would like to call it like a passion project kind of thing. Like you yeah. can tell like this thing, how, how much love was put into it. Yeah. Like, like uh, bringing up a good example of that in recent years was uh, Concrete Revolution. That yeah. one was done by, a, like it was a collaboration between several very well-known um, artists and animators um, all into one studio. And they did it solely because they wanted to. Like everyone on that board did it because they're like, they got together and they're like, why don't we do something together? I said, yeah, and they all got together and they all did it. There was like two figures of uh, of um, Concrete Revolution done at all, and yeah. uh, that was it. And the most I've done is heard of the show. 
and uh yeah i mean know. i wanted to bring it on the show at some point so maybe we should we'll get together and watch it or something and it is i, I really really love that show it's great I, I didn't even like have like a extensive background like michael did of like all the series and stuff oh, i still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah yeah because concrete review show was a it was like it was a passion project and it was a love letter to like seven all the way back to like the 70s uh like 60s and 70s like uh like mecca and just like tokusatsu and like special effects shit like all that sorts of stuff like um and then going forward and more and more into modern times and it, it was basically like a retelling of um of like japanese history through the lens of like animation and uh like a, a lot of it was involving the western invasion i guess i want to say <laughs> uh, like i say invasion but like of like culture the, yeah, the western yeah. cultural <laughs> invasion yeah and so, it, like, it has a very real effect on these characters within this, like, imaginary world. It's, like, a lot of, like, uh, like when shows began to have a more Western tinge, it was actually affecting the characters within the show, like, on a physical level. And it was such a cool, like, thing that was going on. And the first season is hard to get into for a lot of people, and I think that's part of why it didn't, ha- it didn't gain a lot of traction, like, popularity-wise. Because a lot of people just couldn't understand. Because, like, the way the show worked was, first episode, it showed you... Um, a bit of what was happening at the very beginning of the story, and then a bit of what happened on the final episode, and then it just kept inching forward. Like the like the further you went in, it just kept going like closer and closer to yeah, each other. Yeah, the storytelling was a lot of uh, flashbacks and flash forwards. I don't know. Yeah, how to, like, like, like all that. Yeah, this like you had to pay attention to the time periods and shit. And I feel like that was a bit much for a lot of people. And so yeah, like it, I I feel like that was part of the reason why people can get into it. But you could really like feel the the love and like appreciation that like all of the people had in there like um even cube man was in there the yes. guy that <laughs> everything into cubes that dude contributed a shit ton to the point to where um like you could tell they were excited for this because um after the third episode which is the episode i told brian to stick with until until the end of episode three because um they they love what they did in that episode so much that later on they did like an interview with like everybody they fucking could including crunchyroll and all this other shit and like the animators all of them like broke down like how they did the how they did the scenes and shit in that episode that they did and like you, you could just tell like how excited they were to like explain to people like you know their history like what they had been doing and like how they managed to do this and like what it takes to like be able to get to that point and like what brought them together as a group and so it was such an interesting thing and it's just like I I, I really I really hate that we don't see more of that that like we don't see more people just deciding you know what fuck it let's do something just for the sake of it yeah Money. I mean it's still happening but it's a lot less likely it's a lot yeah. less likely yeah yeah I mean. Sadly, it's all it is. It's the security. Yeah, it's yeah. just like if if they can't, and I, it's understandable. Like I know why they can't do it. It's just it just saddens me. But it's I wish like, it weren't like that. I wish yeah. it weren't like that. Yeah. And with that, uh, it's been like twenty minutes since my brother called me to pick him up. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I just didn't want to stop these conversations. But uh, I must take my leave, and uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, I don't know. Whenever we record another episode. I have some things to ask some people. Brian. Yes. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah. Anytime, baby. Woo. Thank you to Mike and Juan. And uh, see you guys whenever. Say bye. 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 Sitting at no tree. Tree. Yeah.
Sitting at no tree, waiting for my whiskey. Sitting at no tree, yeah. Sitting at no tree, waiting for my whiskey. Sitting at no tree, yeah. Sitting at no tree, waiting for my whiskey. Sitting at no tree, yeah. Waiting for my whiskey, baby, you're my whiskey.